0: okay hi everyone good evening <clears throat> so um uh i'd like to s- start the evening with um that practice that i mentioned the email um the awareness practice bbssbb um and uh maybe you know as a way of segueing into it i'll explain a little bit about why i found it helpful during this session um is it, i think it can be helpful in a lot of different ways but i'll just i think to kind of make it concrete and and real i'll explain why it was helpful to me um and um afterwards um i'm going to try to leave some time well what i'm going to do is i'm going to see if anyone has questions about the practice and then I'm happy to answer any questions that people might have about the Zen Mountain Monastery or the Sashin, the experience of Sashin in general, or retreats in general. Um, and um, I think what I will say is that um, I'm happy to stay a little bit past eight thirty if anyone wants to ask about stuff. So there's no ru- there's no sense of like rush, you know, at the end um, at the end of the evening um because just knowing how these go you know there's there's usually about 10 minutes left or so at the end and i just want people to feel like they they can ask questions and relax i'm very happy to chat about that but i'll save that for the end so that people who are less interested can just sign off you know if the once the the practice focus period of um the evening is over um the the teacher at um the, the 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 retreat i went to was called the bodhidharma session um and it's characterized bodhidharma is the person who is um said to have brought zen from or buddhism from india to china he's actually indian south asian um Mm -hmm. and brought it to to china the story is that he settled in shaolin i think some of this is kind of mythical and legendary not necessarily historically factual but anyway the story goes this way right um and that when he you know um uh, when he brought buddhism to to china one of the, the things he did is he just sat facing a wall for many years as the first thing he did um and uh and then eventually students sought him out you know um for 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 his wisdom and teaching um so the bodhidharma Sashin is um characterized by no talks no stu- no teacher student interviews just sitting and then other things too like you know services and eating and all this stuff but like but um, very little guidance. Um, and that was great. I love that. Um, and um, but what it means is that I only heard teacher there um, give a talk on the very last day. and um, and it was it was a lovely talk. It was a talk about precepts and ethics and and all that stuff. and, um, but it reminded me what I liked so much about my own teachers, Ezra and Elizabeth, because they always gave talks are focused on the practicalities of meditation experience or practice um and um and so i think that's just like that is colors how i approach these i like things to be practical you know um so um so anyway i I want to make sure that um the meat of what we do together on these evenings is practical you know philosophy is interesting all that stuff and but it's like it seems like it it uh, how does it actually affect what we do moment by moment you know in our lives on the cushion, et cetera so um uh some of you have done retreats um and um and will be familiar with what happens when you do retreats which is that um you know sometimes the sittings are are nice sometimes they're pleasant you know um and sometimes they're not you know and stuff comes up you know um and it's funny how like people who have no idea what meditation is about and have never done retreats, you know, I tell them I'm going on a retreat, and they're like, oh, I'm so jealous! Like, I have such a nice time. I hope you feel so, you know, and I'm like you just you have no idea, dude. <laughs> um, and part of what retreats are um, is re- there. I've heard this phrase used. I think it's really they're they're forms of controlled suffering. You know, life brings shit up. You know, you don't need to go to retreat to get to find suffering. Um, But the thing is that the suffering that life brings is in the mix, in it's it's in the midst of a life that's often hectic and crazy, and it's 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 um, it's sometimes gonna be hard to like have the space, the time, or the wherewithal to actually practice with what comes up in life, right? In retreat, you have that container of this this schedule and the kind of sustained sitting, so that when stuff comes up, as it will. Because at the very least, your body's going to get uncomfortable, you know, sitting that much. But um, but also because as the mind settles, the stuff that was kind of bubbling underneath the the surface starts to emerge up, you know, and the stuff that maybe you can um, avoid really thinking about or feeling in everyday life, because that's part of the reason why we keep ourselves busy, right? um, And then that stuff will start bubbling up, and so um, suffering comes up, but it's done in a controlled way so that you can um uh at, at least more readily face it, more readily work with it. Um and so um so anyway, stuff came up. Okay. And remember the last time we were together, I talked about the kind of um the the, the bodily tension that we can discover when we look within, right? When we're sitting. Especially and um and it's not the kind of tension you get from working out too much or having bent down too quickly or something like this, right? But this kind of tension you realize that actually you're kind of you're kind of caring and it's like connected to your sense of self. Um and it's like almost like the physical embodied manifestation of your self-image. Um so and you can see it sometimes in very exaggerated ways in other people or maybe even yourself, but like you know, sometimes you can see that a person who just has this very kind of cramped, you know, um, uh, negative you know um like small image of themselves almost like it all shows up in their body right they 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 hold themselves in that way um it's not always so obvious but so once in a while you see people and some of us may be able to see it in ourselves also like we can see this very clearly in the ways that our our um our posture has developed over the years you know um that, that we feel caved in and, and maybe even we're stooped over, um, or we just carry this like real like tension or neck all the time. And it affects the way we can move. And, and so, you know, um, that, that self, all the things that make up our sense of self or beliefs or, our feelings, our images, our ideas, in you know, our judgments, or emotions that like are associated with ourselves are not just mental, right? They're not just in the mind. They're not just going through like ticker tape as thoughts, or even just as emotions, but they're carried in our bodies. And one of the things that happens in retreat is that you start to get very, you know, in tune with that. Um, it's 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 almost impossible to avoid. Um, and so. Um, A lot of what retreat experience can be at certain certain moments is just um, being with that and not running away from that you know how can we as I described two weeks ago when we're together it's like how can we um, just like open to be with not say no to not run away from what our experience is in that moment when we see, when we start to realize, "Oh, I'm carrying this kind of tension," right? Um, and um, but it can be challenging. You know, it can be very challenging because the interesting thing is that, like, you know, when when you feel that tension that's associated with a particular kind of self-image, you know, um, and 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 actually, I'll I'll say like one of the um, one of the you know, interesting, one of the interesting moments of insight that I had uh, during this session was like, I, I, I'm i very familiar with a particular, very deep belief thought that I have, which is I'm not good enough, right? Um, it's just like, I'm not good enough, or I'm no good, you know? Like these thoughts are very familiar to me. Um, and, um, and sometimes they, they, still have a charge to them but there are a lot of times where i can just say oh yeah it's that thought you know i've I've noticed it enough times um and and been with the experience of how that feels in the body that it doesn't actually like it's oftentimes like not a big deal it's just you know and this is one of the things that can happen with practice one of the reasons we practice if it was just always about coming in touch with like core pain you know and and just like it never got better like what would be the point there should be masochism you know um the point is that we by being with it not running away you know just staying open to the experience it just starts to it just softens i mean it's hard to, it's, to find exact precise language for this it just it's like things that seem so hard and fixed about ourselves i mean literally in the way that our body feels so tight start to just soften you know over time it's not linear it's back and forth sometimes it's like two steps forward one step back you know it's like there's nothing linear about it okay but but it does over time progressively soften so that thoughts that might um have just like sent you spiraling you know um early in your practice five years ten years later you you can just were like oh okay yeah there's that again okay but there was another interesting layer that sort of came up for me which is like a thought that came very clearly um, to my awareness is like, my life is out of control. And this is very interesting. Cause I like, you know, um, in a way, like I can, I guess say like theoretically, I wasn't super surprised I had that thought, but it's not actually one that I had been very clearly aware of as having a deep hook into me, you know? Um, and, and I I. I my life's out of control. I could feel this, this um so sort of the way that I was holding that my body. is very tight, almost like, a, and the tension I could feel was like an attempt to exert control, to have control, you know? Um, so it was almost like there was this thought, my life is a control, and the bodily tension that I was feeling was an attempt to maintain control, you know? Um, and beneath that, I could feel my version of what I think Vivian was talking about, when she asked this question or when she made her comment at the end of the last class, where she said, like, I," she, and, and for those of you who weren't here, and to remind those of you who were here, Vivian had said this wonderful so, so, I mean, thing, um, which I was so grateful for, which is like, I I, I sat with the pain. I I, I opened to the, the tension. I opened to the, you know, I felt, I just let the tension be there. Didn't fight it, right? Didn't try to make it go away. Just let it be there. And it dissolved. But then beneath that, there was this pain, you know, and i could feel that underneath this tension i was talking about that has to do with like this my life is out of control you know and it was like this chaotic chaotic you know swirling feeling and there were like thoughts and memories that came up around what it felt like to be a child in my in my home growing up where my parents would have no control of their emotions they were always arguing with each other you know it felt like a very unsafe environment um and and I could feel all of that uh, arise very strongly. Um, And so, you know, I think one of the reasons we carry the tension I'm talking about is also as a kind of way of um, staving off that feeling underneath that we don't want to feel. You know, like the tension is uncomfortable, but often it's something that we prefer to what lies beneath it. You know, um, uh, something that that could feel like deep grief or, Deep chaos, or deep emptiness, or loneliness, or something like that, right? So, like, you know, you say, like, why, why are we so, why, why is this tension so persistent? You know, why? Well, often because there's something beneath it that we'd even rather not, and like, less like to feel, you know. And I could sense that very clearly. Um, and the interesting thing is that so the the tension feels uncomfortable, um, and that discomfort then often leads us to like take flight at the just thought distraction because we try to get away We're, the tension is a way of getting away from whatever is beneath it and the tension itself is something we want get, to get away from so these many levels of like kind of avoidance you know um and the more we can be with each level the more we can just be with whatever our experience is showing us that moment the more each layer softens and um that pain that can lie beneath that tension will also soften, shift over time. It requires just finding a way to be with whatever this moment brings. And, you know, during these sometimes just these half hour sittings, definitely during long retreats, you can almost like almost forget, what am I supposed to do? I feel like, you know, there's so, you know, this feels so difficult to do. What am I supposed to do? And one simple thing that we can say to ourselves, and one thing that I said to myself over and over is just, like, just be with this moment as it is. That's all it is. Just this moment. Can I just be this, you know? Um, and I knew that if I could do that, then I was doing both everything I could do and everything I needed to do. It wasn't about finding a way to fix things. It wasn't a finding a way to analyze things. It wasn't finding a way to figure out things. It was just, can I just be with this moment? Because just that interrupts this cycle of avoidance. You know, this this thing that perpetuates this tension, perpetuates this this pattern of aversion that just makes everything tighter, makes everything worse because that our system is geared to like run from discomfort right meditation practice is about interrupting that very deep almost instinctual response to things that are painful can we just simply be with what is you know Not as a form of masochism, but as a way of interrupting these cycles of running from pain, which we know only ends up creating more. You know, that's the thing. If we could actually successfully forever run away from pain, then yes, I think I would recommend that, you know, um, that's definitely preferable to opening to pain, right? But I think the reason many of us are here is because we have figured out at some way, in some way that that just actually doesn't work. You know, some of us has led us to drink. Some of us has led us to use drugs. Some of us has led us to eating disorders. Some of us has led to just serial destructive relationships. Whatever you know, or just other smaller, less dramatic forms of running. And you know, samsara—the word from samsara is like running in circles. It just means like going in circles. And like meditation practice is just can we just stop running in circles, chasing our own tail, thinking that we're going to get away from ourselves? Right? Can't. So just be with. Now, just telling myself, just be this moment as it is. There was so much like, okay, but come. Because this is now this is where I'm getting into the practice tonight. Okay. What I discovered is, or what I not discovered, this is something I've actually had to discover over and over again, but what I what I felt at certain moments during these sittings, like I was sitting, I was feeling this tension, I was like noting the thoughts that were coming up and I was being aware of the tension I was being aware of my present moment experience and my awareness itself I realized had this kind of almost like clenching quality to it it's like I was being aware of the breath and being aware of the bodily tension but the awareness itself had this kind of tight the word that came mind was like grippy quality it didn't feel like soft and open it felt grippy do you do you have this experience where you follow the breath and you feel actually following the breath makes the breath feel tighter you know, or it feels like more cramped because you're bringing, it's because, it's not because it's, 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 you know, there's nothing natural, that inevitably of following the breath that makes that happen. But sometimes we can bring a kind of tight controlling awareness to the breath. And when we do that, it can start to affect the breath, make the breath feel tighter. Um, And another thing I was noticing was I was noticing that kind of grippy, tight, clenchy control and quality to my awareness which makes sense that was kind of the whole vibe right i was like experiencing bodily tension as this kind of oh this this need to control and um and you know by the way it's like i think i come across to i have come across over the years to people as like calm you know as like nice you know all this as, as like under control but you know part of that is really also like a manifestation of this deep strategy of keeping a lid on my feelings that i'm talking about right um and so it's it it's it and which was all a response like the feeling like really the truth i felt was like it's chaos you know my life is out of control and so i figured out early that the way to cope with that is to master you know my my inner life you know my 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 keep a tight lid on but so my awareness does bring to this t- tension had itself that kind of controlling quality, you know. So that was you know something that I had to like you know struggle with and work with. And then another thing that can happen is when you feel intense discomfort. Um, in the body somewhere, sometimes you can start to get fixated on it. Right? It's like your awareness no longer becomes supple, It's no longer supple. You know, how sometimes awareness and meditation can feel so soft and open. You're just like, you know, sounds, you know, sensations. right? But sometimes like a, a tightness shows up somewhere and like the meditation is like, it's like a magnet. It's like, it can't move anywhere from that. It just wants to stay with that, right? It's both tight and it's like fixed to that one spot. So it becomes the opposite of supple or flexible or, or labile or moving, right? It becomes like attached to that thing. It, it, it um, like a moth to a flame or something, right? So I noticed these two qualities and and it doesn't really help to tell yourself, just relax when you're like that, right? It doesn't really help to say, just soften, you know? Um, It's like telling yourself, God, just go to sleep. (laughs) You know, when you're like, you're not asleep and you're feeling insomnia, right? The interesting thing about awareness, like the awareness That when it's like when it feels so open, it's there's something just effortless about it. It's it's not effortful. But when you're caught up in the cycle of tightness, effortfulness, how do you get out? Just like how do you get out of the cycle of insomnia? You know, trying to sleep is only going to make things worse. That's where B B S S B B proved its value to me during this week. When there are these moments. Where I was caught up in this in a grippy, kind of fixated kind of awareness, where I was bringing tight awareness to tight sensation. BBSSBB, I think, gave me this ability to remind myself that actually the physical reality of the present moment is actually like quite varied, you know, Um, just by bringing your awareness to like balance, breath but then sensations and then senses and then the sense, you know, these different things. It kind of reminded me to bring my awareness in different aspects of the present moment, which was really useful. And then just doing that and doing the practice, not like bring my awareness specifically and intentionally to things that had nothing to do with the tension that I was feeling, you know, not fixating on it, but saying, okay, that's there. Let that be there. But also like, let me, let me check on, how my hearing is doing? Let me check on, you know, the feeling of the the posture and the balance of my body. It's almost like it tricked the mind into just being able to relax without making relaxation a task. You know, um some of you have uh, may have heard, like you know, um, actually I don't know why you would have heard this. Okay. I was, uh, the I heard this trick once where people who have a hard time making free throws, you know, like in basketball, because it's like a place where you're on you're on the spot, you're like a spotlight on you and you're nervous. And, you know, people who are good at basketball and do it pretty predictably well, but they can get the head trippy, right? And they start to get nervous and anxious about it. One trick I've heard is people will like sing a song, like happy birthday to you, something, some song they know. And it gives the conscious mind that would be self-critical and tight something else to do. So that the part of themselves that has the muscle memory to just do the shot, well, can do its thing without the interference of the conscious judging mind. I think BBS as BB had a little bit of this function where I could like, I don't know, like just slip into a more effortful kind of awareness by not trying to be so aware of like my tension, you know. It allowed me to feel my way into awareness as something we can just be rather than something we constantly need to do. There's this aspect of ourselves, the ability to be. And this is where I think awareness is taking us, where awareness actually naturally resides. But we spend so much of our time in this kind of doing mode, you know, where it's all about what am I doing? Can I and we can make meditation, we can make awareness of self an activity, a task, something to do. But then that brings to awareness all the kind of tension that we feel in the rest of our ordinary lives, right? Where we're like, it's all about goal oriented, kind of doing things and that kind of I like, am I doing it right? Am I am I am I meeting my goals? Is this working? So the part of our minds that's concerned with being doesn't ask any of those questions, you know. But we can't make ourselves be. That's the par- That's one of the deep paradoxes of meditation practice, and so BBSSBB can just trick. Not the right word is. Uh, it's like it just give us the space to slip into that natural capacity we have to just be, and I think that was a great gift that this practice gave me. So let's do it together. Um, I think it can be useful not just for the kind of moments I'm describing, I want to explain why I found it so beneficial. But I think it'd be a really wonderful way. It's almost like the Elizabeth Hamilton who taught it to me called it like a cheat sheet, you know, cliff notes to meditation. Like it basically is just saying, bring your awareness to these different things, but as a way of just cultivating an open awareness, which is really what we're doing. And after you do it, you just like just hang out in this kind of state where you're just being aware of all the different things, you know, and maybe, you know, okay, I've tuned into sounds, you know, I've tuned into my breath. I've, I've, I've felt the balance of the body, all this stuff. And so, um, it's not like a thing that, um, it's not a practice that we, it's like an end in itself. It's just a way to like, Uh, like steps into a pool where I can then just let ourselves float, you know, in that, that... okay, let me just hang out in this space of awareness. Okay. Okay. So we're going to go through the different steps. BBSSBB for years when I did this, I thought it was the corniest, most ridiculous kind of like, what? Like, it sounds ridiculous. I have to use an acronym. Yeah, I know. I got over that decision, you know, because I realized, oh no, it's just, just reminders, just reminders, just reminders. So if you feel like, man, what is this? It sounds so hokey. It sounds so kind of awkward going through these, like I felt that way too. I get it, I, I, but just try it, try it out and put it in your back pocket and pull it out sometime. Okay, but let's try it together tonight. All right, so just uh, get into a comfortable position. And the first step is balance. And all that means is let's just feel our way into a balanced sitting posture. And I think one of the wonderful ways to discover that balance still point for ourselves is actually to become intentionally unbalanced. So like lean so far to your left that you start to feel unbalanced, slowly. And then lean to your right, the opposite way, until you feel unbalanced in the opposite way. And just keep swaying back and forth, but each time you sway, just sway a little bit less and feel how the spine feels, how the torso feels, how the whole body feels, and feel as these back and forth pendulum swings become smaller and smaller, how You feel just ever closer to a still point in the center where you're neither leaning to the left or the right. And just take your time and let yourself find that spot that's neither imbalanced to the left or imbalanced to the right. And let yourself just rest there when you feel that. Don't worry about how it looks. Don't worry about the idea of balance. Really just feel internally, okay? Yeah, just found that nice sweet spot in the middle. And do the same thing front and back now, where you're leaning so far forward that you feel, oh, okay, really tipping over and leaning back until you're kind of, whoa, whoa, whoa. And this front and back, swinging front and back, just less and less each time. Until you find along this axis the point at which you feel like you're neither leaning forward nor leaning back. I find that when i begin doing this movement back and forth i'm often sort of concerned with the idea of my posture or internal mental picture of the posture but as i go back and forth and feel myself towards this still point in the middle i my attention goes more inward it's more like with the inner sensation in the spine and the torso and just come to rest in that still point where you're neither leaning left or right or front or back, wherever feels right to you. And now as a final step in this process of sort of really finding a balanced posture that is best for us, Let's bring our awareness slowly up the spine, like, and begin at the tailbone, the very, very bottom of the spine, and go up one vertebrae as a, at a time, just feeling the sensations around each vertebra, the muscles, connective tissue around each, going into the spine and at each step, just invite the sensations there, the muscles there to soften. And take your time with this. We're in no rush. We are not getting somewhere. We're not trying to get to the goal of the end of this practice, each step each vertebra along the way of this particular process is not just a step on the journey, but the destination, each moment, complete in itself. So for me, I'm just halfway up the spine at this point, I'm really taking my time, feeling, each little building block of the spinal column feeling and then inviting each vertebra to soften and then all the way up to the base of the skull just take your time. Now let's turn to the second B, which stands for breath. And to begin to tune into the breath, let's bring our awareness to the breath in the tip of the nose. So just feel the sensations produced by the passage of your breath in and out of the nose. Feel the sensations produced in the soft tissue the inside of the tip of your nose. No need to cling tightly to the breath or hold tightly to it. Just try to be aware of the breath in a nice, soft, relaxed way. Now let's bring our awareness to the center of the chest and just feel the sensations produced by the rise and fall of the chest there as you breathe. And if you notice any impulses to control the breath, just acknowledge that and See if you can just let the breath go, let the breath breathe itself, and let the breath be whatever it wants to be. Now let's bring our awareness to the belly and feel the sensations produced in the belly as we breathe. How's your belly moving? Just notice that in a soft, relaxed way. I just want to remind you that there's no way the breath is supposed to feel no proper way to breathe if your breath is shallow or uneven if it seems to harbor some tension just let that be there don't idealize the breath just let the breath come and go however It wants to come and go. And now let's feel the breath in all three spots for a bit nose, chest, and belly alone. Just feeling the whole movement of the breath in the torso. So the next step is S for sensations. And this just means noticing the various internal sensations throughout the body. And I find it helpful to begin by sort of being aware of the body in part. So like what kind of sensations do you feel like up uh, in the head area? And you don't need to zero in on these sensations. Just imagine awareness as just kind of like um a field or a space. Just let whatever sensations are floating around in your head just be there, part of the spacious awareness. A little moments of tension, little spots of tension, maybe some bits of movement or vibration, trembling. tingliness some, some kind of sensations maybe you don't even have words to describe just let those sensations just be part of your awareness now please bring your awareness to the upper half of your torso so maybe from the diaphragm up to the shoulders and just notice what kind of sensations you feel there. We're not doing anything with your sensations. We're just noticing, just letting them be there. now the lower half of the torso from the bottom of your rib cage to let's say your hip joints Do you feel in the abdominal area the lower back Now let's um check out the sensations in both of our arms. And now the upper legs, from the knees to the hips. And now, your lower legs, from your knees to the tips of your toes. It's around this phase of this meditation that I like to remind myself that awareness isn't something that we need to do, but rather, something that we can just allow to be. We be aware. Let awareness just be. And it doesn't have to be effortful, full of striving. And now just take a few moments to be aware of the sensations throughout the body as a whole. Just letting your awareness just take in the body as a whole. And maybe occasionally you'll be drawn to particularly intense sensations in this or that part of the body, but then just keep returning to an overall bodily awareness. And the second S stands for senses, and so we're just gonna spend a little time getting in touch with our sensory experience. So to start, just please open your awareness to the sounds, in the space around you. Now how about the feel of the air in the space you're in on your skin or even the feel of the clothes you're wearing on your skin. If there are any noticeable pronounced Aromas or smells in your environment, you can take that in as part of your experience, your sensory experience. The next B stands for boundary, and this just means the boundary of the body. So, bring your awareness to the boundary of your body. Feel where it's making contact with the ground, the seat beneath you. Bring awareness to the sensations along the skin Just bring some awareness to your experience as a bounded being. And now I'd like us to move beyond the boundary and let our awareness feel the space around us. Like if you're in a room, let your awareness move out beyond the boundary of your body and just feel the space as a whole in which you're sitting. maybe you'll feel it possible to let your awareness go even further. Not just the space of the room that you're in, but perhaps the whole building you're in. Perhaps you can hear and sense the space outside your house just as part of your experience of this moment. Perhaps you can hear cars driving by, the street outside your home, the wind outside. Now I'd like us to just sit in this awareness of the body, the breath, environment around us, not privileging any one element of our experience over another, not trying to necessarily hold all of it in our awareness simultaneously. Just. Be aware in an open way, see what arises and experience. Maybe right now, oh, I hear the sound. I feel the breath. I feel these sensation. Let your awareness be open. Taking in whatever comes moment by moment. Okay, that's good for this session. Take your time coming out of it. Feel free to move, get comfy. I'm curious how was it how did you guys experience that i'd love to hear just uh, a a few different just you know experiences did you find it to be a um, kind of helpful stepwise progression to this kind of open awareness Any questions? Where we ended, that kind of open awareness, that's the core of what we do um there's a Japanese word shikantaza which means just sitting which is a core practice in the um the, the Zen tradition that I was trained in um just just sitting it's not doing anything exactly you know it's not even following the breath exactly but the breath is a like a helpful thing to have there as a background, it's part of our experience, but not exactly breath following. It's just open awareness, you know. Um and all the different practices that we do are sort of ways of like getting us close to this kind of experience. But you know, ultimately it's, there's no there's no like instruction manual for this chicken itself. It's there's because it's there's it's not Senji, the person who started Zen in Japan said Sazen Shikantaza is not a meditation technique um, because you meant it's literally just sitting you know just sitting but these techniques can be useful as ways to get as close to the experience just sitting. you know but then you let go of them and you just um, and so um, I found during this session, this practice of BBS as BBS, a really like helpful way of reconnecting with the totality of my experience, especially when something was coming up, which would, that const- it had this tendency to constrict it, you know, tension around which my awareness would become tight and clenched, you know, how do you open the hand of the mind so that it can just be with, you know the full range of what's going on um, I think it's a also really nice way to ease into meditation if you're p- feeling particularly scattered or you know um, there are times when you we can just like sit sit down and we just sort of sit with the breath for a bit and we can slip into the state of just like being with the breath sitting you know but there are also times where we can. And it's very helpful to have some kind of like, I think, um, methods to help us sort of reconnect. And I thought I'd offer that tonight. Um, yeah, Mary.
1: Hi. <clears throat> Hi, everyone. I was thinking our silence might be because you took us to such a deep place (laughs) um another comment is that it was interesting we began with balance and i found uh, myself really almost getting stuck in how do i feel do i feel balanced or not Mm -hmm. and so as we progress through all the other breath and Mm -hmm. um Sound and environment and spaciousness within and without. I totally forgot about that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and actually um, possibly re- relaxed more into. So, what I'm, I guess I'm, it, it allowed me not to get fixated on mm-hmm. one aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that process, I had to keep letting go. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, until I wasn't imagining thinking feeling <laughs> any particular thing so I'm very appreciative thank you
0: that's great yeah I, I, I I've had that experience too I think it's also a useful thing like it's similar to like body scans too where like you know you just have to move to another thing and eventually oh, okay I'm not going to obsess about that, that that whatever was going on up in my head because I'm not going to worry about my you know um yeah yeah. um and you know also i should say like sometimes you don't ever you don't end up feeling totally balanced and that's okay um uh like there are times where i think like you know you're carrying enough tension your body feels a little contorted you're just not going to feel balanced and that's okay just balanced enough everything's just needs to be good enough not perfect you know um I actually think like i in my experience uh, i've never felt like i've had a really like perfect meditation posture except those moments when i've been in very deep meditative like states because and where the body is really settled and relaxed because i'm carrying tension you know and, and and so like the the it's not you can't force yourself into like a perfect because some of the things that allow you to feel really like just erect and stable in this perfectly like settled way can't happen unless parts of the body really just let go and relax on their own you can't make that you can't wrench the body into that kind of state you know you can't manipulate into that state it has to happen on its own so another reason why good enough is good enough yeah, yeah. okay so hmm. it's 8 30 and um I'm very, if anyone has questions about Sashin within Mount Monastery, I'm happy to stay. Um, uh, I, I've gotten already a fairly positive response the idea of, of retreats, but I'm also sensing that people are not interested in online retreats. <laughs> um, uh, I, so um, I think what I will try to do is set up something in person, but maybe have a hybrid component for people who really can't get there in person you know um so we'll we'll i'll i'll figure it out i mean i think i can rent a a yoga studio in town that has room for like 20 to 30 people and um has some stuff and they have a nice little big tv where we can people can zoom in if they want to sit virtually with the group and stuff so we'll figure that out yeah um uh i don't have a monastery so i can't like i can't (laughs) do this I keep, that's the thing like you know there's a lot of infrastructure that's necessary um, for this kind of stuff. so it'll probably be something really bare bones like we 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 meet after breakfast. we sit in the morning, people bring a, a round bag lunch. We, we eat quietly together, we sit in the afternoon and then there's a nice little Thai joint or Indian joint across the street and we, people who want to stay can have dinner together uh, where we can like b- break bread and talk if we want. So I, I think it can be done without too much um, effort and without me having to, like, build a monastery. So, um, okay. So if you, if you, it's 830, so if you feel like, you know, this is, this is good for you, uh, thank you for coming. Um, but if there are any, if there's anyone who has anything they'd like to ask about, um, I'm happy to hang. hang. So, yeah.